instead of going to, into a room like with the whole marketing team and defining which might be our personas and which kind of communication are we going to use and which kind of wording, what we did is like actually give task tasks to the sales team. So the sales team, because they are in contact with the, with the customer, they are the one that knows better like actually the way to talk to them and which kind of problems do they have and which kind of pain points do they have that we can solve. Project A podcast. So today we are going to talk um, about Atsobo. Atsobo is one of our uh, investment in the B2B space. Uh, with me today, um, Corinne will have the presentation. Corinne working in sales for Project A and working in marketing. We have been in the last uh, nine months helping Atsobo as an interim head of sales and interim head of marketing. The agenda is going to be very, very easy. So. Corinne going to start with an introduction about Atsobo, explaining what is the product and what is actually Atsobo doing. I'm going to talk a little bit about the cooperation between marketing and sales. And then Corinne will go again now about some learnings uh, in sales, and I will finish with some learnings regarding marketing. So yeah, uh, I was in, um, on Atsobo. So basically, um, what does Atsovo do? Uh, Atsovo is um, a provider of software um, for a company's fleet management. So basically, they have two uh, main products. Uh, the first one is for uh, mobility sharing or mainly for car sharing. Actually, you can actually um, yeah, imagine it as the, the car to go um, for a company's car fleet. So they have kind of pool vehicles that they share among um, their employees. Um, so that's um, the first product that takes care basically of the whole process of managing those cars. And the second solution is the, the classic fleet management solution that many uh, companies have in place. So that's um, basically the product. Um, what is the main target group? They're like uh, mid-sized to large um, German corporations right now. Um, and the main um, yeah, persona is basically the fleet manager that we sell um, those uh, solutions to. Why are we talking about um, Atsovo today, uh, today and not about uh, any other venture? Basically, um, Atsovo was a very early stage investments of our, uh, investment of ours at um, Project A, uh, meaning that we invested in March last year um, um, in the seed stage. Um, basically, it was founded by three guys who have very deep uh, industry knowledge. Um, but on a business level, we were going to support them with a lot of different um, departments of ours. Um, obviously, sales and marketing are two of them uh, that we're going to talk about today. But we also supported with some other departments like uh, the Project A Design Department, who actually did the rebranding for Atsovo, for example. They did website relaunch for them. Um, the product team supported BI with the data warehouse. And uh, we still place uh, the interim CEO right now, who is actually yeah, part of the management team of Atsovo right now for more than a year already. So basically, we had very heavy involvement. And that's why we also gathered like a lot of learnings that uh, at least um, related to sales and marketing we want to share with you today. Um, why do we think it's relevant to talk about it? Um, so first of all, um, I mean, this is very, very broad, but uh, traditionally, marketing and sales um, work very isolated, right? So marketing is focusing mainly on awareness, um, very traditionally doing mainly PR, doing maybe some designs of materials that the, the sales guys can ex actually use in there lead gen and deal making, but in a traditional setting, basically marketing works at the very, very beginning of the funnel. 
and sales um, does lead gen and deal making. Actually, there is not a lot of um, yeah, cooperation between the two and a lot of exchange of uh, knowledge. So um, that's actually what we um, try to change uh, at Atsovo. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, since we are very early stage, we could really build it from scratch and think about how can we best do this. So uh, especially Andres and me, but also our, uh, our teams, um, we actually um, yeah, sat together and actually created um, kind of feedback loops and a very, very close cooperation between the departments, but also um, sales and marketing worked in all the three different streams. So they, so like sales supported awareness, which was not in the traditional setting, and marketing also worked towards the other funnels. Um, so that's basically the main um, setup that we will use for the further presentation. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, regarding the feedback loop and cooperation, Andres will go into more detail now. Okay. Yes, I'm gonna talk now about uh, how actually we cooperated between sales and marketing. Um, yeah, the big blue lines. So basically, um, as a summary, there are three biggest points. The first one is buyer persona. So when we start with marketing, uh, usually we always start like defining which are our personas, um, how are we gonna talk to them, and which kind of like audience are we gonna build. Instead of going to, into a room like with the whole marketing team and defining which might be our personas and which kind of communication are we gonna use and which kind of wording, what we did is like actually give task task to the sales team. So the sales team, because they are in contact with the, with the customer, they are the one that knows better, like actually the way to talk to them and which kind of problems do they have and which kind of pain points do they have that we can solve. Based on that, they build personas that I would call really realistic. So instead of saying, sis, uh, I don't know, uh, Maria, uh, over 40, likes yoga and cafe latte, uh, <laughs> what we got is a list of actually pain points, of course, some age and um, kind of uh, what is the position of this person, but uh, the main focus was the pain point of this persona. At the end, if you think about that, you're not gonna go to Facebook and then just build an audience focusing on people who do yoga Saturdays in the morning, so it doesn't help you to have these kind of things. So based on these uh, realistic personas, um, we build our audiences, our ads, and all the content around, around our marketing. So that's what a really important cooperation for us. Um, meeting structure, what it was really important as well for me was to join all the daily sales uh, stand-ups. Because in these meetings, what we could do all the time or what I could do is like to bring questions. Like yesterday I started a new campaign, we got like three leads and I see that they are already uh, gone, that they are not moving forward in the funnel, something happened with them. So how was the call, what was the problem, did they understand like the message that we were, did they understand the product? And thanks to this uh, loop, we could actually like change the marketing campaigns, adapt our audience or the way we were talking to the, to the customers. And following with that, the third point will be reporting and budgets. And instead of having two silos like uh, Corinne would say, uh, said at the beginning, where marketing is kind of just PR and then sale is part of co uh, converting the funnel, what we did is like kind of building one business unit with one single, single budget and one single reporting. So we have a reporting that we were looking every week where we could see all the different channels like marketing channels plus sales channels like inbound, outbound, as well as some intros, cooperation and so on. And we can see from all these channels how good the leads were moving through uh, until closing. 
And thanks to that, we could adapt our budget allocation, and we can decide about prioritizing our time. So it just help us to be kind of more smart. So um, I want to focus a bit on the, the learnings we gathered in sales that also had um, a lot of relevance for marketing in this case. Of course, we did a lot more, but um, I will focus on these. Um, so basically, first of all, what we, did we actually do for awareness creation for um, marketing? I mean, since traditionally this is um, what um, only the marketing department takes care of. But um, one measure we took was um, that we um, held a, basically a sales event, but we very, very heavily involved marketing and communications in this. So um, we invited in form of a, like a business breakfast, we, we invited politicians, we invited journalists, and of course, um, potential, uh, potential customers of ours to this event, which was actually held uh, right in this lounge. Um, and uh, basically, um, that was super, super helpful um, for uh, content marketing. So we actually had um, some, um, someone who was shooting like videos. We had uh, someone who was taking care of audio, doing like interviews with potential customers. And actually, we really used this material uh, for marketing for all the campaigns that we did. That was like extremely helpful. And I can only recommend to always uh, align with all the other uh, corporations, if, uh, with other de departments, if you um, want to hold such an event. Um, Another learning maybe that was really good about this was that we had a very open invitation format, um, meaning uh, that we didn't, um, that we invited just, just anyone could come uh, to this event. They did have to sign up, but uh, we didn't, um, yeah, didn't let anyone not in. Uh, that was really good, first of all, um, to, uh, because we actually, since we're in a very early stage, through this we discovered a new target group of, uh, for us. Um, meaning, um, for example, the mobility consultancies who actually signed up uh, to this event and they came and we talked to them and since then it's one of our, the streams actually um, or the, the, the target groups that we are focusing on when it comes to corporations. So that was um, super interesting. Um, so actually in the end, um, yeah, it turned out to be very, very helpful for marketing and for sales um, and, um, but predominantly for awareness creation actually. Then, uh, second thing, um, obviously sales is um, yeah, doing a lot of measures, a lot of leads um, are coming in. Um, this is basically the picture that we have at Atsovo uh, right now. So this is basically uh, the beginning of the sales funnel um, that we have in our CRM. Uh, contact forms, um, of course, they come in through the marketing campaigns that we have. Um, um, and Andres will share some learnings on that, um, so I don't want to go into detail on these. We do some, uh, of course, uh, do some outbound, um, outbound activities, meaning called outreach on Xing and LinkedIn, professional networks. Xing actually works um, surprisingly good for us right now. So um, this is actually where our German fleet managers are um, at. Um, and then um, the second thing is cold calling that we actually did with um, a lot of like business development interns who helped us with that. So um, that's uh, th those are two streams. And then we have um, yeah the qualification agency um, because that was actually a joint decision of marketing and sales. That's why I want to share some learnings on that. Um, so basically. Um, I think a lot of companies actually are thinking about working with agencies and it's always a topic that is a bit um, yeah, uh, difficult because you don't know what they actually do and they burn leads and so on. Um, what really helped us in this process um, was basically, of course, we benchmarked a lot of companies, but actually the fact um, 
that in the end was decisive for us um, that we could, yeah, obviously establish trust and we went, um, yeah, actually to the agency on site and had a look. Um, what is the team made up of? Um, are there um, long-term employees or do they like burn the, the sales staff? And um, we held like um, long workshops. We actually so showed them our product ourselves, like on the car, we showed them the software, how it works. So they really, really had a deep understanding. And also they had a kind of commitment towards us. So that was um, super helpful. We had uh, weekly update calls and um, obviously like we provided prompt feedback to questions that they had. So they were almost like our own uh, team members, only that they were not um, in the same house, basically, in the same building. So that's um, one thing that, that I can always recommend to do is um, really, really establish a relationship before studying to work with them. Actually, we also had a very, um, or we consider it a great outcome, which was um, around 10% um, conversion, meaning from code lead lists that we gave them, we, um, they converted around 10% um, to product demonstrations um, that we actually held here, uh, then at Atsovo again. So um, yeah, maybe you can share later, you have different experiences, how good uh, your ratio is, but we kind of considered it very good and um, yeah, beyond actually better than the, we targeted. And also um, another thing, since we obviously work with lead list uh, providers, we actually use this also um, to yeah, to check whether how good the, the lead list provider is. So we gave them all the leads that we had from one provider. So we saw this as in like an isolated campaign also to check how good the lead list provider is. And um, for example, one finding was that like the expensive leads that we bought that were around uh, nine euro per lead uh, were actually not performing better than the, than the cheap ones, less qualified ones um, that were around like two euro fifty. So that was also an interesting finding that you can actually yeah, do this um, in a campaign-based way then. Um, yeah, on deal-making, I don't want to go into uh, so much detail. It's like the, the daily uh, sales activities that I, can, I don't want to highlight in this presentation. So I'll hand over to Andres. So I'm going to just talk about um, the marketing learnings that we had, and again, focusing on awareness, lead generation, and deal-making. Okay? So in awareness, as we said back, from at the beginning, uh, sometimes it's just PR in most of the companies. Uh, what we were doing is actually using some video. So as you can see here in the my right, your left, um, is one of the videos that we used in LinkedIn. Actually, in LinkedIn, we have an audience of around 2,000 people. So basically, everyone with a job title, fleet manager. And our goal was to kind of push our message to them to say, okay, we are here, we are at Sobo. We didn't want to, or we didn't expect it to have a direct conversion from them. So with these videos, the good thing was like in one week, we actually have 500 people, they actually watched the videos until the end. So the video was um, longer than one minute and it was really branded. So it's just like, this is, those are the classic pain points that Fleet Manager has, this is our solution. Um, that's very good, and the thing is, um, it didn't cost that much. Uh, the conversion rate that we have after that uh, moved from 1.5 to 2%. That could be because of other factor, of course, uh, but we didn't change any other campaign or we didn't do anything special uh, on that time. So actually, we have kind of a base around 1.5 and move up a little bit. So we could be kind of confident that a bit of that uplift was caused by, so it was caused by, by these campaigns. 
Um, about lead generation, uh, we did a lot of things in lead generation. We tried a lot of different channels, uh, classic channels that you use in, B2, in B2C. Uh, but I wanted to talk about just two. Uh, the first one, of course, um, search, search page. Uh, what we did here is like we buy some keywords and we send some traffic to landing pages where a user could fill a form and then we'll have a product demonstration with our sales team. Actually, so that's what we call like, I mean, the sales funnel. So we bring them through to sales. 70% of all the customers um, that we got um, through marketing came through this kind of search campaign. So it worked uh, way better than LinkedIn, Sing, or even Facebook. Uh, we have the highest CPC. Uh, in this channel. So when you check at the beginning, you will say, yeah, it's really expensive. The click is sometimes 20 euro. But at the end, if you check the cost per acquisition, like real customer, it was the lowest from all the marketing campaign that we did. Um, so it was really interesting. And the problem here is always like, it's difficult to scale because you have a set of keywords that are relevant for your customer. And you cannot really go, like if you expand it, the, the other keyword didn't bring any, any value. And one important thing, one important learning is don't forget Bing. Uh, we got around 10% of all the leads that we generated through uh, search came through uh, Bing. When actually in Germany, the market share, share is, I think, 2%. The second learning or the second uh, channel that we tried it was um, through content. So here, instead of sending people to a landing page that they fill and then they go to talk to sale to have a demo. What we did is like we offered them some content that they can download. And after that, they have drip campaigns, so some emails and some newsletters. And in one moment, if they are ready, they can go to the form and talk to sales. So this soft conversion or this soft uh, funnel actually generated 120 what we call content leads. And we didn't pay anything for that. It was just in our page, on the homepage. When you are leaving the homepage, you just get a pop-up. And we give you the chance to download this kind of um, case studies. As I said, we did a drip campaign plus uh, some newsletter. And the good thing is like 20% of all of uh, those 120, actually, when I check them, they are now further in the funnel. So in one moment, they decide to talk to sales. And this is like really more than what I expected. Now, last part about deal making, what, how, how can we help in that? So actually we did two things. Uh, the first thing is qualification. So we got a lot of leads from all the time from sales uh, with lists of companies that are maybe interesting for us, some new vertical with some names and so on. And sales always came to us saying like, hey, can you find a way to get more information about these people? Can you target them somehow in LinkedIn or, or so on? So with Suncrawler, for example, what you see here, is uh, the information that you can get from one company uh, in sync. So with Suncrawler, we could extract this information and get like, you have a list of names, you can fill it up with uh, phone numbers, emails, addresses, URL, and so on. And after you can give it back to sales, or you can as well use it for LinkedIn campaigns if you want. Um, you just wanted to do one-time crawl. We use it Upwork, so it's just a marketplace for freelancers. It's actually cheap and quick. So it could work, why not? But if you wanted to use it more times and you are learning and you wanted to crawl different uh, verticals and different information, then it would be better to have your own crawler that you can adapt, so to own it. 
and one thing to not forget is that Google and Bing is, uh, are offering like really good APIs that you can use. So for example, in Google, I found out that with the API, you can just go and say, uh, I wanted to know all the companies that are in this postal code. And then you can extract all the names with sometimes, like I said, addresses, phone numbers, and so on. So could be really interesting. Uh, and the second and last thing that we did is reactivating stall leads. Uh, stall leads were defined by us like those leads that in the last three weeks, no, three months, didn't uh, react to any email or didn't uh, answer the telephone. So sales couldn't contact them. So what we did is like we put them all together in a hotspot list and we send them our, uh, one of our newsletter. And these are the results actually like really interesting. There were like around 300 people and actually the open rate was uh, 36%. And from this 36%, we have around 60% that read the, uh, the newsletter through. Um, so, and the final learning is like 7% of all of them actually uh, got reactivated, meaning they move further in the funnel. So as well, really interesting. So uh, now the wrap up, so um, what is basically the, the key takeaway? Um, basically, um, the collaboration and cooperation between marketing and sales is something uh, we found uh, to be super, super important in all the parts of the funnel, actually. All the campaigns that you just saw now, what, Mar uh, what Andres um, was presenting, what I was talking about, actually always was in a collaboration between the two using the buyer personas that we reiterated on a, on a, like a weekly basis. Um, we did, uh, yeah, we had like meeting structures um, that was super important and also, as mentioned, the budget and reporting part uh, that we actually were working as one business unit and had only one budget to be allocated and, uh, yeah, that we decided on together. That's about it. If you have any questions, the floor is open. Thank you.